are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our Locked On rooms. It is Wednesday, September 8th, 2021. This is the Locked On Mariners podcast, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. I am your host, Ty Dane Gonzalez. You can find me at Dane Gonzalez on Twitter. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And on Seahawk Maven as well at SI.com. I'm joined as always by my co-host Colby Patnode. You can find him at CPAT11 on Twitter. So that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find him at Seahawk Maven on SI.com. Be sure to check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. New episode out today, actually, and uh, that that will be pretty relevant in a moment. You'll you'll see. Uh, visit Patreon.com forward slash Control the Zone for more information on that. But on today's episode, Flocked on Mariners, it's a uh, it's a good thing we waited to record after the Mariners played their series and season finale against the Astros today because this probably would have been a much, much different sounding show had we not. Heartbreaking loss for the M's last night, but they bounced back today with an 8-5 to five win over the Astros to escape out of Houston with at least one win. And we're going to give you our takeaways from the series and today's game in a moment. Later on in the show, we're going to talk about some potential off-season targets for the Mariners. And that's going off of a conversation we had on today's episode of Control the Zone. And then last night, I had the pleasure of hopping on an episode flocked on Diamondbacks with host Miller Thomas. I'm going to include an excerpt from our conversation in today's episode, we talked a lot about the Mariners and even got into what it would take for the M's to reacquire Cattell Marte. Really fun stuff that I think you will absolutely enjoy. If this is your first time joining us on Locked On Mariners, welcome to the show. Please give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. We greatly appreciate it. Colby, this is a way more fun podcast than I than what I was preparing for today. <laughs> uh, the Mariners blowing a 4-2 to two lead in the ninth inning last night and eventually losing by a score of 5-4. to four. They uh, they were losing 4-2 to two late in today's game as well, but Jerry Kelnick with a game-tying double and then Jose Marmaleos with a go-ahead two-out, two-RBI single to put the Mariners ahead in the top of the ninth. J.P. Crawford plays add-on with a two-run dinger of his own, and Paul Sewald after being burned by Alex Bregman for the second straight game, but this time, thankfully, just a solo shot, uh, shut the door. And the uh, the Mariners get a much-needed win as they head into their off day tomorrow. Uh, have a nice little performance on, on YouTube TV. Thankfully, they allowed us to listen to the radio broadcast. And uh, Jose Marmaleos wins uh, YouTube player of the game because that means, uh, well, let's be real. That's it means thing. nothing. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a thing. <laughs> uh, so, Colby, how how are you feeling, man? You know, you relieved, you disappointed, still. What's going on? No, you know, you're you're much more relieved uh, after today's game than you were after last night's because the thing all along was, oh well, you swept the the Diamondbacks. So, if you can find a way to win one out of these three, you should be okay, and that's going to end up being the case regardless of what happens in the other games tonight. If Toronto wins. Well, you're a game back, but you do pick your game back at them, but you do pick up a game on the Yankees. And if it works the other way around, well, then you just picked up a game on Toronto. You're now tied as the first team out again. 
Um, and then the Boston uh, series, you, you're still rooting for Tampa. You still would really like that. But, you know, again, if Boston wins today, you're still just three out. So mm-hmm. um, pretty much you're, you're right back to where you started. Um, a bit of a bummer that you couldn't pull off the win yesterday because then you might be looking at another series win against the Astros and, you know, probably being a game back heading into your off day. I mean, that would have been, that would have been something, but uh, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, if, if, if you told me before the series started that they were just going to win one of three here and you didn't tell me how they were going to win it or how they were going to lose the other two, then I would have just accepted that and said that was a good series. And uh, it was Um, side note here. One, one thing I don't want to get lost uh, because there's a lot that happened the last two days. Uh, Diego Castillo looks excellent since coming back from the, uh, from the IL, he was filthy again today. He was filthy Mm -hmm. yesterday. Um, and, and you can kind of see how adding him to the bullpen. I mean, the stuff is better than what Graveman has. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's not deniable. So, um, he looks healthy. I was going to, I was going to ask you about Castillo because, uh, the slider looked great and he looked dominant the last two, uh, last two games. He pitched today. He pitched last night. He looked awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he was 96, 97 with some fastballs. Mm-hmm. Um, before, you know, right before the injury, he was 91, 92 uh, with mostly sinkers. But uh, since he's come back, he's challenged guys with his four seamer and he's throwing the slider a lot. And the slider is absolutely filthy right now. So mm-hmm. it appears that the, the time off did him some good. Uh, we'll have to see how he finishes out. But, uh, you know, I, I haven't seen the arm angle. We, that was something that we had heard that his arm angle had dropped a little bit to try and compensate for his uh, shoulder issue. And that what that's what led the slider to be flatter. It's not flat now. So um, whatever, you know, whether it was mechanical, whether it was just he needed rest, uh, whatever it is, it worked. And he was, you know, downright filthy uh, in mm-hmm. a Mariners bullpen that, you know, after that first game was still good. I, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. a bummer. Seawall didn't have it last night for three batters. Yeah. Of course, the next three, he looked like Paul Seawall again. So, just mm-hmm. bad luck there. But uh, other than that, the bullpen was absolute nails all series. Uh, and that's that's good. Yeah, now that they have a good Diego Castillo in there, along with, you know, Johan Ramirez kind of raising his floor a little bit. And, um, you know, Casey Sadler's been really strong. And, you know, Eric Swanson's decent. They, you know, they've gotten some decent contributions out of uh, Matt Andrees and, and uh, Sean Doolittle along the way. They've... Um, they, they got a good uh, they got a good little group there that's starting to really you know really come together and it's a uh, really cohesive unit and now there's more than I think a couple guys now that you can uh, probably depend on which um, you know mm-hmm. last week or even a couple weeks ago wasn't really the case it was mostly Paul Seawall and Drew Steckenrider and now you got a got at least a couple more guys that you can uh, rely on a bit better. Uh, behind them so that's uh that's really nice so no concerns whatsoever about paul seawald i assume i assume from you because that's how i feel uh but i know that no. some people on twitter were a uh, little you know a little shocked by that but i mean come on uh, alex bregman is really good at baseball <laughs> <laughs> i mean the thing about bregman's home run today too is that it was it was a decent pitch it was a slider it was a little elevated but it was off the outside corner and he wrapped the bat around it and hit it you know into the into the Crawford boxes. So it wasn't like, um, you know, it wasn't like everything was in the middle of the plate again. And, and, you know, the slider didn't have bite and he couldn't throw for a strike mm. he Threw a pretty good pitch. You just got to give Bregman credit. He's, you know, an all world player. Um, and you know, he's finally back and healthy and, and 
he went out and he, he put a good swing on it. So, I mean, sometimes that just happens. Um, if he had gone out today and looked like he did last night where he just couldn't get the slider anywhere near the strike zone and the fastball was, you know, towards the middle of the plate instead of mm. up around the letters, then yeah. But after the home run, and again, the, the home run pitch he gave up, it was a pretty good pitch. But after that, fastball was up at the letters and, and the slider was sharp. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm fine with that. It's it's going to happen sometimes, guys. Even Edwin Diaz blue saves. I mean, it, it's sometimes you don't have it. And uh, Seawalt mm-hmm. didn't yesterday. And uh, he, he looked good today. So, uh, mm-hmm. so it goes, you know. And now you have the off day and your bullpen should be really well rested heading into Friday. Um, you also have, you know, probably your three biggest – I mean, well, Marco's going to eat innings for you in theory, right? Chris Flexen's going to eat innings for you. So your bullpen should hopefully be in pretty good shape for that crucial series against Boston. But, uh, hey, you know, you got to take care of business against the Diamondbacks before that series matters at all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, real quick before we, we move on here, uh, what did you think about Logan Gilbert's start last night? Because I kind of got lost in everything that happened. It was pretty good. Um, not great. Uh, there were some issues there, but, uh, you know, second time through, he struggled for a few hitters there. Uh, then he made the adjustment. We started seeing him flip his curveball in there on the first pitch more often. I really liked his approach against Correa um, in the, I think it was the fourth inning. Uh, starting with a curveball, Correa way out in front, slider off the plate, uh, set up a, a, you know, a burrowing two-seam fastball that was 95 a little bit off the inside inside corner, but Murphy did a nice job of framing it for him, and it was a pitch that uh, Correa didn't have a shot of doing anything with. So it was just a, a really good approach, a really good uh, game plan, I feel like, from Gilbert. And we even saw the adjustment come you know, in the middle of the mm-hmm. start, which is, is not something Gilbert has been known for uh, you know, since he's been called up. So it was good mm-hmm. to see him make that, that mid-game adjustment, um, mm-hmm. something that, you know, I, I'm not worried about long term, but for this year, it's not something we've seen. So it was good to see that. I thought he was. I thought he was fine overall. I'm, it was a good step forward. All right. So coming up, uh, what do they think about the Mariners and Diamondbacks land? An excerpt from my conversation with Miller Thomas on Locked On Diamondbacks is right around the corner. But first, a quick reminder: this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with us, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Colby and I will be hosting a room once per week, so you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day on Locked On Mariners. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about Major League Baseball as a whole and so much more. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices, and be sure to create a profile Link your Twitter and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. And follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at Colby Patnode to be notified when our room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. We can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Mariners, so we'll see you there. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. 
Also want to remind you that this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Stat Hero. Did you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is this really that surprising, though? I mean, the game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time than you do. You don't stand a chance, but that's not the case with Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup where you name your stakes and winner takes all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. With Stat Hero, you are in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be. One-on-one. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. That's right. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. So go to stathero.com slash locked on right now. Stathero.com slash locked on. On tomorrow's episode, we're going to tell you why the Mariners will still greatly value the trade market this offseason despite having money to play with in free agency. And one guy they could potentially look at via trade is outfielder slash second baseman Cattell Marte, the former Mariner turned Diamondback in the Mitch Haniger slash Gene Segura trade. I jumped on Locked On Diamondbacks last night and talked all about that and the Mariners with host Miller Thomas. So here's an excerpt of that discussion. Hope you enjoy. So for you, what's your overall philosophy when it comes to prospects for a Mariners team that's, you know, in the mix right now for the postseason, maybe they'll be in the mix in the future. Would you want to just keep building this farm system and let the young guys develop and grow organically? Or would you say, let me take a couple of these pieces, throw some darts and try to get maybe a star in the in a Mariners uniform? Yeah, no, it's 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 certainly time in the rebuild now to take some shots. And, and honestly, you didn't really expect to be in this position this year. You, you, this was kind of a you know, for the most part, a, a development year, and now it's turned into something more, um, which is great. And it gives, you know, the fans something to buy in, and it gives ownership no more excuses to not spend money this offseason. Um, they have a lot of payroll, and, and they're going to be busy in free agency, but Jerry DePoto loves to make trades. I mean, anyone that pays attention to <laughs> trades in, in Major League Baseball knows that Jerry DePoto is the busiest man in Major League Baseball. And um, he's he's absolutely going to make trades i love the idea of, of trading for a superstar that's not going to make a ton of money um and and then using the leftover money that you have to to you know sign complimentary guys you know a couple of 15 20 million dollar guys and you know a couple of five to eight million dollar guys etc um and really build out your roster that way uh because i still think that they have a ton of talent left over uh, if they trade you know let's say that they, they trade emerson hancock or george kirby or, or noel v Marte or you know, a couple of those guys and, and get themselves Jose Ramirez, you know, for example, um, or Cattell Marte. But yeah, like, you know, uh, the, um, I, I, I think it's absolutely time for them to, um, you know, this winter to, to start taking some shots and uh, build out this roster. And look, the, their pro scouting department, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against it right now. The the things that they've done with, um, you know, just minor league signings like Paul Seawald. Paul Seawald is one of the best relievers in all of baseball now, and the guy came out of nowhere. Chris Flexen has been an incredible starter for them uh, this year. He's been an absolute boon for their rotation. Um, I would love to see what they do when they actually 
identify established major leaguers, like really good major leaguers that they feel fit their philosophy, that feel, that they fit their organization. That's really, really exciting to me. Yeah, like I tell every podcast host that comes on here, we're not trading Quetzal Marte. I don't care what anyone says. He's still a cheap guy <laughs> under $10 million for the next couple of years. I'm keeping that guy. I, I'm ready to give him the max. He's that good of a player. So I really, I would really be devastated if the D-backs trade Quetzal Marte. And so, who knows? So in a that was, years, uh, probably will happen. So that was uh, the question that I wanted to ask because my co-host, Colby, loves Quetzal Marte. And wants to trade for Catal Marte. He thinks that's absolutely what the Mariners should do. I, I'm not super on board with it because I think primarily they would be using Marte in the outfield, and I don't think that they need to take a massive shot in the outfield. I think that that more so needs to be a third base or maybe starting pitching or something if they're going to make one big trade. But man, he's he's sucked on Catal Marte, so I. I was hoping maybe to also put uh, this part in our show uh, for tomorrow for, for our listeners. So I, I wanted to ask you, uh, <laughs> what would it take? What would it what would it take? And I know, uh, like, let's put personal feelings aside mm-hmm. real quick. What was a realistic trade package for Catal Marte, especially, you know, with a team that's not competing right now? Well, that's always a tough question to answer when it comes to baseball, because it's hard to gauge the value of star players in baseball. You'll see some star mm-hmm. players, and they'll go. Like, when the D-backs traded Zach Greinke to the Astros, they got three of their top five prospects in that organization. But then you see mm-hmm. deals like uh, Nolan Arenado, and you're like, that's what you got back for him. Uh, so sure. so it's hard to say. But if I was the GM of the D-backs, I'm not giving up a, Kelto, a Ketel Marte unless I feel like I'm getting an A-list prospect back. I believe Ketel Marte sure. is that good. I believe he's mm-hmm. an MVP candidate when healthy. Now, that's mm-hmm. a question. He hasn't really been healthy at all this season. 2020 was a weird year. I'll kind of throw that away. But when he's been on the field this year, his numbers are pretty accurate. He's like a 350 hitter whenever he's been oh, yeah. played this season. Like, he's legit got a hit in almost every game he's played. Like, he's been a stud the entire season when he's been healthy. So, for me, if I'm trading Ketel Marte, I better get an established the, the highest upside prospect I could get. I better get a top three A++ prospect back because I'm trading – a potential MVP of the league and a Ketel Marte. And I would agree if I'm trading for Ketel Marte, I would want him to be at second base. I don't like Ketel Marte in center field. He's fine. He is a fine defensive player. His athleticism covers up some of his defensive issues, but that dude is just going to take too much of a beating playing center field. He just, <laughs> he just does too much out there and he's already a, a little bit more fragile than some of the other D backs players. So I, I want to see him go back to second base. Just want to say thanks again to Millard for having me on Locked On Diamondbacks. You can listen to the full episode out now wherever you're listening to this episode of Locked On Mariners. So once you're done with this, search Locked On Diamondbacks and you'll be sure to find it. So to wrap things up, we're going to be continuing a discussion we had on Control the Zone today and give you a few players the Mariners could target this offseason who no one is really talking about right now. But before that, a word from our sponsor, Built Bar. Don't you hate it when you're out and about and hunger strikes, but the only convenient options are unhealthy and going to make you feel worse in the end? That doesn't have to be the case anymore if you choose Built Bar. Built Bar is providing folks with a healthy, nutritious, and delicious alternative for snacking. Built Bar has a plethora of delicious flavors ranging from coconut to cookies and cream, mint brownie, and so much more. Overwhelmed by the amount of good options, then try one of their mixed boxes, which gives you two bars per nine flavors. Each bar includes 17 to 18 
118 grams of protein with calories ranging from the low, low numbers of 130 to 180. They only have four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs, and all the flavors are amazing, tasty, and most importantly, healthy. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 50% off your order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at built.com. This episode of Locked on Mariners is also brought to you by DirecTV. Does this sound familiar to you? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love, without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. Doesn't that sound great? That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. So the Mariners are going to be busy, busy, busy this offseason. And there are already plenty of names being speculated about from free agency to trades and all that. But it's usually, you know, a pretty common group. There's Marcus Simeon, Chris Taylor, Jose Ramirez, Kevin Gossman, Chris Bryant, Marcus Stroman, all the uh, big time shortstops that are going to be available in free agency. But today on Control the Zone, our podcast on Patreon, we discussed well over 20 players who no one's really talking about right now, but we think could be potential targets for the Mariners this winter. Unfortunately, we don't have time to get to everyone, but we're going to give you a few names to mull over. And if you want to hear the full list, head on over to patreon.com forward slash control the zone. and Check out episode 66 of control the zone. So Colby, I'll let you start because you brought forth a ton of names for this list, whereas I only put together 10 and you had one of them on your list. So uh, who's, who's someone you want to talk about on, uh, on today's show? Uh, sure. Let's, let's start with uh, a guy who I, I think I talked about last on, on uh, CTZ, but uh, is one of my favorites. So uh, how about Jonathan VR? Yeah. Uh, of the, uh, of the New, New York Mets. Mets this year. Yeah. He's, he's been, good i mean it's surprisingly good almost 263 339 460 uh he's got 18 home runs in 119 games he does have seven steal or 11 steals but he's been caught seven times you know the last two years he hasn't been a big base stealer but in 2019 he stole 40 bags had 33 doubles and 24 home runs while hitting 274 339 453 uh wasn't good last year with the pandemic uh season just flat out bad kind of have to toss that out Uh, he's 30 years old He's going to be worth three wins this year. He's about average at second base defensively. Can stand at shortstop. You know, it's probably not where you want him to be, but he can stand over there and he can do the same at third base. Uh, switch hitter, which is nice. And uh, he brings a good speed power combo with, I would say, what classifies as average on base skills and slightly above average contact skills. So that, that's a guy I really like. It's, it's, it's not sexy if, if he's your starting second baseman you know, nobody's going to throw a parade and, and be happy about that or thrilled about that. But it, it's a pretty solid player who's probably going to come in at, you know, three years, somewhere between five to seven million a year. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I really like the idea of VR. He was someone that we had talked about uh, very little about uh, during the off season, but I remember having uh, at least one discussion about him on on probably an episode of CTZ at, at some point. Um, one guy that I really like, and this isn't uh, you know really a super sexy name, but he's been one of the more underrated relievers in baseball for kind of kind of a while now. Uh, Dylan Floro of the Miami Marlins, not a high strikeout guy, but he generates a lot of weak contact. You know, he's had success dating back to his days in, in LA and uh, in Tampa and now with Miami. And Miami is a very interesting um, team to link up with uh, via trade mm-hmm. in general. Uh, a lot of big names there that you could go after, but I think Floro, especially, you know, with this bullpen, it's, it's a very good bullpen, but bullpens, are volatile <laughs> you know there it's a fluid situation every year where you just you don't really know who's gonna who's gonna stay consistent who's not who's gonna pop who won't uh, you can't really rely on that and um i think the the mariners should absolutely continue to add to their bullpen and add legitimate talent to the bullpen not just you know flyers like paul seawald etc except you know jerry depoto has been very good at, at identifying those guys and uh and his team has been very good at at developing them uh, as a pro level. But, um, you know, would like to see, you know, maybe an established reliever added. And that's probably something we'll talk more about uh, either tomorrow or on Friday's show. Uh, but I think Floro is really one of those guys that, yeah, he's not super exciting. He's not going to give you all the strikeouts and stuff, but teams aren't really able to score off of him because he just generates so much weak contact all the time. Yeah, I, I'm with you. You know, you still want to add those those flyers, you still want to take those shots because you never know when you're going to pop a, a second rider or, you know, a, a Seawald or an Austin Adams or a Connor Sads or whatever. Somebody can help you and somebody mm-hmm. probably is going to help you out of that group. But I'm with you. I, I would like to see them spend a little bit of money to just really nail down this bullpen. You're going to get Ken Giles back. You're going to get Munoz back. You have Castillo and Seawald and second rider and Mishevitz and Swanson. They're all under club control, Johan Ramirez. But mm-hmm. let's, let's, build an even stronger bullpen. And one of the guys on my list was Colin McHugh, um, mm. who has been just excellent this year. One four six ERA, a two one four FIP, eleven point two strikeouts per nine, just two walks per nine. Uh, he's been, per- I mean, almost perfect. Um, he was pretty. He, he opted out last year, so he did not play last year. And in twenty nineteen, he was, he was pretty bad um, overall. Mm. You know, for a reliever, four four three FIP, not not anything to write home about. But in 2018, he was great. In 2017, he was pretty darn good in just 12 games as a starter. So, yeah, he, this is a guy who has started some games. He can give you some length, but he can also pitch in high leverage situations. He can be the bridge guy. It's just a versatile player who can throw. I mean, he, 31 games this year, he's thrown 55 innings. So he's going mm-hmm. more than one inning when he goes out there. I, I really like the, uh, the idea of Colin McHugh. And, you know, even if you have to throw him six, seven, eight million dollars a year, I think he's worth it. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about one more guy here. And this is a guy that um, is definitely a big name. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, our listeners will probably uh, recognize this name. That's Wilson Contreras, catcher from the <laughs> Chicago Cubs, who offers a little bit of versatility standing in the outfield. He mostly can just stand out there. You know, <laughs> it's one of those situations, but a good, good athlete, nevertheless, good hitter having kind of a down year this year and he's 29 years old and he is going to be a free agent after next season and the cubs as you may know have traded pretty much everyone 
that they could from the uh, from their World Series winning team a few years ago. Uh, Contreras is one of the few guys left over from that uh, from those teams, and um, he's, a, he's still you know really solid defensive catcher, an above average hitter relative to the position, and um, he's probably not going to cost you a ton. And he's an established catcher, which you don't really have right now. Tom Murphy hasn't been able to bounce back the way that you thought he would. Luis Torrens has been good at the plate uh, for the most part, at least in terms of the power numbers, but um, his defense is still questionable to say the least. And you haven't seen anything uh, from Cal Raleigh that, that makes you confident that he's going to be a starter for you or even a, a even a member of your major league roster right away. He hasn't been very good and continues to struggle. He, had another strikeout today uh, looking. So uh, I think catcher is one of the more underrated positions this team needs to upgrade at uh, this offseason. And they could go big at, with it with uh, with Contreras, who's one of the better catchers in all of baseball. Again, like I said, having kind of a down year and uh, going to be a free agent after uh, after next year. And he's going to be in the final year of arbitration. And he's probably going to make a decent chunk of change that I'm sure the Cubs are probably not going to want to pay next year so you you're you are going to have some leverage and trade discussions there and I, I think you might be able to get Contreras uh for a pretty uh team friendly deal I would say you trading Zach Deloach for him top prospect Zach Deloach never <laughs> but yes yes the, uh, to answer your question yes <laughs> ignore the meme for a minute you trading Brandon Williamson for him uh I consider it yeah that about the line you think that that's probably the line. I'm probably not getting into uh, Kirby and, and any of those. Oh guys. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. Um, Unless, uh, probably not Matt. Br- no. Probably not Bra- Matt Brash no. or Harry Ford or any, anyone like that. But uh, no. I mean, but yeah, and I, think, wanna... and I think I think that would make Go sense ahead. for the Cubs too. I think I think the Cubs yeah. would probably. Uh, I think maybe you know Brandon Williamson and um, I don't know someone in the Victor Labrada range could probably. Mm-hmm. You know, at least start the conversation at that point. He's uh, like I said, he's he's making money. He's coming off of kind of a down year for him. And um, and the Cubs aren't competing and he's 29 years old. Uh, they're not going to try to build around a 30 year old catcher who's possibly declining in his play. But um, I think that's absolutely a shot that the, the Mariners should try to take. But Really, I'll I'll take any catcher at this at this time. the The catcher position has been kind of not great for the for the Mariners <laughs> this year. Jan Gomes, baby, but yes, uh, yeah, yes, no, I know I, you. I, I know you love Jan Gomes. <laughs> the 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 main thing for me though is is can Wilson Contreras catch a relay throw? Because Tom Murphy certainly can't, <laughs> Luis Torrens certainly can't, and Cal Raleigh certainly can't. Um, now, to be fair, today the ball. To, to Murphy did kind of bounce off the backside of, of Jordan Alvarez, but still, come on. Why does this continue to happen? Why I does mean, this continue to happen? Yeah, it's it's not something they're good at, but uh, yeah, this is a Contreras thing is, is good. Um, I, I know some people out there are going to throw out JT Real Muto and be like, oh, they had to give up Sixto Sanchez and, and Jorge Alfaro. Well, A, Alfaro hasn't been very good, but B, uh, Real Muto had two years of club control left or three, mm-hmm. two or three years of club control left when he was traded. Uh, Contreras has one. So also it's, wasn't it's JT Real Muto hitting like 300 at the time. <laughs> um, in his last year in Miami, Real Muto was hitting 277, 340, 484. 
Yeah, and so pretty Contreras, close. While the while the power numbers for Contreras are still good, that he's not hitting that right now. So it's just no. that's a much much different uh, player profile right there. If you're if you're trying to look at the real, real Muto deal as a benchmark for that, that's not uh, what you should be looking at for a Wilson Contreras trade. It's nope. it's um it's definitely it's it's something that they can afford and not have to break the bank for. And um, for for a legitimate catching option, uh, that's kind of rare. That's kind of rare. So you guys uh, heard I, it here I, first. Wilson Contreras for Tom Murphy and uh, <laughs> and Zach Deloach coming at you in December. Hopefully, if there's a CBA. Yeah, yeah. Write oh, that down, oh, man. Yeah, that's a that's a thing that I'm sure we're gonna have to. F- face at a certain point the the cba talk and all that stuff uh but we will we will certainly cross that bridge when we come to it uh that's something that i uh that's a headache that i i wish not to have today and uh and instead enjoy today's win and think about all the great possibilities that this offseason can bring for the mariners but that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here on Lockdown Mariners. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And uh, be sure to check out our Patreon again if you want to hear uh, more you know, under the radar trade targets, free agents targets, all that good stuff. We had a pretty fun conversation on there. So, uh, yeah. So check that out and have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.